what is uh, your favorite appetizer at your favorite restaurant? And why is it the breadsticks at Olive Garden? Uh, right? Any real Italians in the room saying, yeah, praise God for Olive Garden? Nope. All right. But I, I'm not Italian. I'm Irish. And so uh, me love some Olive Garden. Now, I love the breadsticks at Olive Garden. One, they're free. And free is for me. Uh, and number two, they are delightful. And I think in the nature of a good appetizer, they actually enhance the meal. I take one. I devour it. It is delightful. I take another one, and I leave it off to the side. Put it on my plate. And then when I get my spaghetti... I soak it up in the sauce, and it makes the meal so much better. Or if I get soup, I use the breadstick to get a little bit extra of the soup and click my plate clean. It just has a way of making the meal so much better. Isn't that what an appetizer is supposed to do? How many of you have heard your mom say, you ruin your appetite. You ruin your appetite. Because don't we do that? Like we eat, we're like, oh, we're getting a steak dinner. And then we fill up on mozzarella sticks. We eat all the mozzarella sticks. And then they bring the steak, and we're like, oh, man, this steak is awful. I don't have any. Is the steak awful? <laughs> or did you just eat a lot of mozzarella sticks? Uh, mozzarella sticks are my favorite. Potato skins are my favorite. I was at Thanksgiving dinner like you were at Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. My mama said, you ruin your appetite. You ruin your appetite because something better is coming. Don't ruin your appetite. Jesus is talking to his disciples. We're going to be in John chapter 14 today. They're troubled. There is there's so much about what is going on in their scene that Jesus is almost looking at them and saying, you ruin your appetite. Don't get lost in the here and the now. Don't get lost in this moment. But think about the moment that is about to come. And then speaking into the future, Jesus, I wonder, do you know him? Jesus is pointing to himself as the greater thing that is to come while also being present. Jesus, as you walk in here, Jesus is so much greater than any one Christmas season. Jesus is so much greater than any one blessing. Jesus is so much greater than a season of loss. And so when Jesus looks at these disciples, he's looking at them and saying, don't lose sight of the fact that greater is coming well pointing to himself as that which is greater. Don't ruin your appetite with all the lesser things of this world. John chapter 14 will be on the screens. You can open up your Bibles. You can Google John 14 ESV and you'll pull up the text for today. We're in this series, Jesus, I know him because as Buddy the Elf said, Santa, I know him. We want people to leave this Christmas season not knowing the hallmark version of Jesus, but the true Jesus of the Christmas reality. Here's what it says in John chapter uh, one, or John 14, verse 1. It says this, Let not what? Your hearts be troubled. Anybody go through a troubling time? Anyone else find Christmas and Easter and all those holidays to be magnifiers of pain? Believe in God. Believe also in whom? Me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to what? Prepare a place for you. A forever seat at God's table for all of eternity. I will come again and I will take you to what? Take you to where? I'm going to take you to heaven. That's not what he says. I'm going to take you 
to a person, myself, that where I am, you may also, that you may be also. If you're the disciples, let's talk about this scene for just a second. It's been a crazy week for the followers of Jesus. That Sunday was awesome. They come in, they come into town. Jesus is rolling in on a donkey and they're throwing leaves down. They're, they're putting palm branches down. They're right, putting their cloaks down. And they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, the King of Kings, the King of Kings. And so the disciples feel like they're rolling in. And man, this is great. We're taking over the world. Let's go. And Jesus like starts like flipping some tables. <laughs> Things get a little crazy. He starts talking about like, hey, I'm going to die. And, and now all of a sudden life went from like, woohoo so good to everything is turning upside down and unraveling so quickly they just had a meal and now when they should be talking about oh where's the cookies where's the ice cream where's the cheesecake jesus is saying listen let's lean into this moment your hearts are troubled here's what i want you to do i want you to shift your focus away from the trouble and onto me So anybody walking here with an anxious heart? Anybody walking here with a troubled spirit? Here's what we all need to do in that moment. Stop focusing on the problem and shift your mind back to what? The person of Jesus Christ, who makes it very clear. Listen, guys, I'm leaving. You can trust my words and you can also trust, put your faith in. I'm going someplace and I'm going to come back for you. I'm not leaving you here in the trouble. This trouble is temporary. I'm coming back. I'm setting a place at this great table that we get to have a banquet with Jesus forever. And there is a place reserved for you should you want to go about it the right way. So here, and and, and kind of using some Christmas language, here's what I want us to think about today in this moment. God with us. Christ came to earth. He's incarnate. He's he's walking among us. Being with Jesus, God with us, is not a temporary thing. God with us is what? A forever thing. That we get to do this for all of eternity with God Almighty. Praise God for that. That we get to leave the troubles of this world behind. That for the Christian, the follower of Jesus Christ, this life is the worst it will ever be. Praise God, we get eternity with Jesus for all time. Greater is coming. Greater is he who is what? In this world. Greater is he who is on us than he who is in the world. I better not screw that up. (laughs) So how do we go about it? How do we get him in us? And had that be a forever thing? Well, Jesus goes on and he, he tells us this. We know the way how. And you know present tense, what is before you, you know the way uh, to where I'm going. Now that's confusing. They've done a lot of traveling. They've walked. Their sandals are all sorts of dirty. So Thomas, who's known as Doubting Thomas, simply because he said he has the guts to say what everybody else is thinking, uh, Lord, we don't really know where you're going. Uh, how can we know the way? So confusion, he say, states the obvious. Jesus said to him, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not go down the road, Main Street, turn left. Uh, to Phariseeville, and then did it, like he, he says, okay, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. 
He points to himself. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known, uh, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you, you do know him, and you have seen him. Now Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Think about that. He's saying that to whom? To Jesus. God, Father, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's looking at God in the flesh in Jesus and saying, Jesus, just show us God, that's enough. So I wonder if Jesus responds with a tone of being hurt, a tone of disappointment. Have I been with you so long? And you do not, and you still do not know, Philip, know me, Philip? Whoever has seen uh, has me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? You, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, that we are one? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but on the Father who dwells in me and does his work. Believe me, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on what? Think about your last three, three years. It's been crazy. Believe in the works that have been accomplished through me. Listen, guys, be disciples. Everything's going, but think about this. Me and God, we are one. You, you're looking for the Father? Well, look at me, the Son of God. I'm standing before you. If you want to find Jesus, if you're like, where is God? Where is God? Study the pages of Scripture. Study the life of Jesus. Because in studying the life of Jesus, you then know the person of God who became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's talking about forever. And he's saying, I am not only the driver, I'm also the destination. Don't get fixated in a place. A place is great, but guess who gets to be at that place for all of eternity? My house is cool. My wife decorated it. There's some lights and stuff that we get to enjoy in the morning when we do devotions and whatnot. It's very, very pretty. But if my house burns down, so be it. As long as I still have my wife and my kids. <laughs> because my house is secondary to the people I get to spend my time with inside of my house. Don't lose sight. Don't, don't say, oh, it's all about heaven. It's all about heaven. It's all about heaven. Heaven is the bonus to an eternity with Jesus. And how do we get to the eternity with Jesus? Jesus. I'm the way, the truth. No one comes to the Father. No, 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 no. But Jason, listen, I, Jesus is good for me, but there's some well-meaning people that are Jewish. There's some well-meaning people that are Muslim. There's some well-meaning Islams. There's some well-meaning, 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 well-meaning wrong people. Jason, Jesus, I can't get behind Jesus who says, who says he's the only way, Jason. Come on, that is so closed-minded. Why do we say that? Why? Because of our pride. Our pride that would say, I know better than God. Our pride that would say... Jesus, you're wrong. Our pride that would say, oh, I'm not going to lower myself to what the one person says. Our pride that would say, I know how to love humanity better than God who sent his son to die. We look at God Almighty as if he went to earth in the person of Jesus Christ, died for all of, a man, all of humanity for a closed door to all of humanity. What we really need to see is that Jesus, our sin, our sin does close the door. Our sin provides a wall where we can't get to the Father. Yes, this is our sin. But Jesus comes and opens the door for all of humanity and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. 
Behind this door is an imposter. Behind this door is an imposter. Behind this door is an imposter. Imposter, imposter. The one true God is behind the one true door. And I, Jesus Christ, am the only one who can get you there. Why? Because sin closes the door. So Jesus was born a virgin, so he wasn't born with sin. He lives a perfect life, and so he's the only one that can open this door. I can't open this door. Who's going to die for me? I can't be the sacrifice, because where's my sacrifice? There's only one person that's ever walked this earth that didn't need a sacrifice. Ergo was unable to be the sacrifice. But Jason, come on, that's so close-minded. No! It is complete love to make it crystal clear how to get to where the Father is. My son turned 12 the day before Thanksgiving. And so my parents and I, uh, we went on a gift. Uh, we brought him to the Celtics game uh, up in Boston, greatest sports city uh, in the world. Am I right, Landon? Randy Moss, Jersey. And, uh, and so he got, he got Celtics tickets. This year is about uh, experiences and whatnot. And, uh, and so on our way, Friday after Thanksgiving, me, uh, his brother Brady, uh, and my dad, we're all, the four of us are going to the game. And uh, Abe was not there, so we had a little conversation at dinner, because whenever Abe was not present, the chances of me losing the kids goes like significantly higher. Uh, and so we're having a little conversation. I said, hey, boys, Brady, Landon, what's my cell phone number? And they rattle off my cell phone number. I was like, good. So when you get lost, uh, assuming it's going to happen, uh, you call me, and uh, we'll meet up. But then I added one very clear step, uh, fact. When you call me, if you're calling, if a security officer calls me, I'm going to say, where are you? Okay, I will meet you at a pro shop wherever you're at. Why did I add that little piece of information? Because humanity sucks. <laughs> and I didn't want them to get lost, go to some dude, who says, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, boys, your dad says he'll meet us outside, and we'll, we'll meet him there. And then, I don't lose my, and then I lose my kids for the next 30 years until they can find me again, or something happens, or there's whatever. I told them exactly where I would be, so if someone else relayed information, they would know whether or not that information was true or not, or whether they were being misled. Why? Because I really love my kids, and the thought of not being with them will put me in the grave. Jesus makes crystal clear why. Because he loves you enough to make it clear. Is it really closed-minded? Is it really not an act of love? Now, now let's get real for a second. Our sin closes this door. The sin of humanity. But it does say that every tribe, from every tongue, a tongue from every tribe, will bow and worship the one true God. That means... Who's welcome through this door? Not just the people you like. Trump-loving Republicans are invited through the door. Biden-loving Democrats are invited through the door. Those that think global warming is true, those that think it's fake, are invited through the door. Those that think, hey, we walked on the moon, or it's a whole big hoax, they are invited through the door. You guys... Even Yankee fans are invited through the door. We are all, if they don't speak like me or if English is a sacred language, guess what? You're invited through the door. If you grew up in Africa, you're invited through the door. If you grew up, if you're from the Ukraine, if you're from Russia, if you're from Mexico, you're invited through 
the door. So Jesus, do you know him? Because if you walk in here saying, all roads lead to God, you don't know my Jesus. If you walk in here thinking, well, if, as long as you're well-meaning and well-intentioned, you don't know my Jesus. The Jesus of the Christmas story says, clear as day because he loves you. I am the way. I am the truth. No one comes to the Father but through me. And you are welcomed to go through and to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. But wait, there's more. Here's what we do uh, with that information. Here's how we now move forward if we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Life doesn't end and we don't just go, go right up to heaven and like, there's still work to be done here. Here's what it says. And he withdrew, oh, I'm sorry, later, later on, uh, skip that verse, forgive me. Uh, to go the way, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me uh, will also do the works that I do. Whoever believes in me, whoever put their faith in Jesus, guess what? We are a continuation of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And greater works than these will he do. Jesus is looking at his disciples. Y'all, we think Jesus is pretty awesome. <laughs> and Jesus' own words are looking at a group of flawed men, a flawed group of fishermen, tax collectors, the low lives of society, He's looking at them. Jesus, the greatest human ever to walk this planet, is looking at them and saying, you will do greater works than I've done. Think about that. He, go, he goes on and, uh, and he says, uh, the, the greater works than, because I am going to the Father, whatever you ask in my name, this uh, I will do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. That needs to stop us in our tracks. Jesus goes into heaven, and then a few, he says, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit, and you are going to do greater works. You're going to extend this ministry, where Jesus only traveled in what, like a 70-mile circle? We're celebrating the name of Jesus here in America, in America which means he, the, the, the church, the disciples, the followers of Jesus has, have brought the name of Jesus to far greater places than Jesus himself did. How many people did Jesus lead to himself on earth? There was, there's a number. More people have come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior since the life of Jesus than in the life of Jesus. Now, does that mean his work wasn't? Of course, it was the most significant thing ever to happen on man, in mankind's history where our work is not more significant but in many aspects, as Christ said it himself, it is greater. So you have purpose. You have a job to do. We have a job to do. And so with the magnitude of the work, what does Jesus say? Get to praying. This is so beyond you. You are flawed. You are fishermen. You are ordinary. Get to praying. There's people that need Jesus Christ. Get to praying. Get to praying, and if you have a desire to do the work that I've left you to do, you ask, and it will be done. Why do we pray for one? Because we really believe if we're praying for our lost friends to come and know Jesus Christ, that those are the type of prayers that Jesus loves saying yes to. And so we pray for people by name that do not know Jesus. Think about what has happened today. When we gave out diapers, we had leftover boxes of diapers. And I thought for sure we would have leftover gift cards today. 
Today we gave out $18,360 gift cards to ShopRite. Today we have given out the single largest gift we've ever given out at one time to our community. Last year, we gave 17,000 to CASA. We've given out over 100,000 diapers in, in our history. We've given out over uh, $15,000 in gas. But you know what's happened? It was June that we were saying, hey, there's a $50,000 deficit that's staring us right in the face. So church, let's get to praying. And it was some dude that woke up one day. I didn't ask him for money. But he woke up one day doing his devotions and said, Jason, in an email, I feel like God's asking me to give you $100,000. And so, yeah, you can clap for that. It wasn't anything that we did. I hope God keeps speaking to you. <laughs> and so it was the elders that said, you know what? This was out of our control. We were praying. God met us in that place, so let's give a tithe. We believe in tithing. Back to our community in a gift. It was Tom Clark that said, we've done gas, we've done this. Why don't we, why don't we meet people with food during the Christmas season? <laughs> and you think that today happened by accident. <laughs> prayer, 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 prayer. You know what's been happening at the, in the Coles Plaza for the last 14 days straight? People showing up to pray for a move of God. And today, someone that was in line heard that a friend or a relative had just been taken off a of life support and died. Let not your hearts be troubled. Well, Diego from the church that, is, uh, that meets uh, in the afternoons here, 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 was there with us today giving out those gift cards. He was able to pray with that person to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let not your hearts be troubled. Because we prayed. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> Diane Baca came to my house and beat me in Catan. And she never, stop it, uh, stop it. And she told, she never once mentioned, I know sign language, never once. But today someone showed up and couldn't communicate with us because she only had, knew sign language. And Diane just so happened, she never mentioned it when she was beating me in Catan, that she knows sign language. You think it was an accident that she showed up to help today to communicate with somebody that no one else, no one else there could communicate with? Why? Because she's a gift and she's an act of God that God had her there. Prayer to do immeasurably more. God with us is a forever thing. We know the way to God and now there's a work of God to be done. Church, we better always be a church praying for a move of God. We are a small, what, 100, 150 person church that just gave out $18,000 worth of gift cards. Why? Because of my Jesus. <laughs> Praise God to whom all glory belongs. The Jesus of Christmas <laughs> is confirmed historically. It's not a debate if Jesus' life uh, actually happened. So I wonder if you know him. There are eyewitnesses. We read of John's eyewitness account here and now. And I wonder if you know that Jesus. I wonder if you know the Jesus who had half-brothers because of that virgin birth thing. 
His, his half-brothers would one day die for their faith because they looked at their half-brother and they said, that is truly the Son of God and put their faith in him. I wonder if you know that Jesus. Because the Jesus that I know through the pages of Scripture and through who lives inside of me, that Jesus changes everything. The Jesus that I know will challenge you to be different. The Jesus that I know will not leave you as he found you. Do you know that Jesus? The Jesus that I know is setting a table for you and welcomes you in to sit at that table for all of eternity. The Jesus that I know wants you on his team. And not only does he want you on the team, he wants you on the field. The Jesus that I know is the only way to the Father. There is no other way. My wife said this week, she does some stuff with work or kind of like it's just a stressful work season. She says to me, Jason, I feel at a loss. Have you been there? Have you been there? Like, uh, I felt so lost. I'm in a season of loss. Uh, uh, I've lost a loved one. You've used that word, right? Many of us do often. So where did I have to, where, how do I direct my wife? How do we go, where do we do? We go to prayer. Why do we go to prayer? Because when we feel at a loss, we go to Jesus. <laughs> so I wonder again, do you know him? <laughs> do you know the true Jesus of the, of the Christmas story? Why? Because here in this world, the world wants you to go all to all those lesser meals, all the appetizers of this world, when Jesus is where true satisfaction comes. But we want to have our fill on everything that is lesser. You think my Jesus can't lift you up when you feel so low? You think my Jesus isn't better than any riches that this world has to offer? You think my Jesus isn't better than, than any power or whatever this world has to offer? That all fades away. Look around you. The bodies around you, the physical bodies, they're going to fade away. The walls are going to fade away. The car you drove in is going to fade away. The house you're going to fall asleep in tonight is going to fade away. And so when you feel so lost, you turn your eyes to the only thing and the only person that is eternal that welcomes you in with a door wide open. The only thing and the only person that is eternal and welcomes you to the table. And so I'm going to take this last moment to pray. Paul, who was a pretty bad dude, but God knocked him off of his donkey. Paul said yes to Jesus and then later wrote a letter to the Romans. And to the a letter in Romans, to the people in Rome, in Rome, he said, if you confess with your heart, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And so some of us have walked in here thinking that, well, I did prison time, so the door is shut for me. You walked in here thinking, well, Jason, I know what the Bible says, but I believe something different, so the door must be shut for me. You walked in here thinking, well, I have this sin. I have this hang up. Jason, you don't know what I did in my childhood. Jason, I don't know. Here, but I know my Jesus. And so I know the door for every single person that walks in here today, the door is wide open for you to confess with your mouth what? That Jesus is Lord and you are not. That he lived that perfect life and you did not. And so you have the choice to bow your knee right here, right now, and say yes to Jesus and have a meal with him for all of eternity. And then I'll, we're going to pray and then I'm just going to give you one quick 
challenge. God, I thank you for this time to reflect upon you, Father, to reflect upon the Christ of Christmas, that you are Christ and we are not. Father, I know that there are people walking in here that feel like you are a way and not the way. Father, I know that there are people walking in here feeling like they are good enough, feeling like, Father, that a whole slew of things, feeling beat up. And so Jesus, right now in this moment, Holy Spirit, as you are alive and that you are well and that you are working uh, in this place, in this moment, Holy Spirit, would you draw people to yourself? Would you overwhelm them with the fact that, man, they, they, that they are not good enough, but you are more than enough? Would you overwhelm us all, Father, with the fact that we are not perfect enough, that we, we do not have some door wide open like our, like our sin didn't shut it. Our sin did shut it. Holy Spirit, would you move in the lives of people right now to say yes to you? And if that is you, in the spirit of Romans 10, would you pray something like this? God, I am sorry. My sin has shut the door to relationship with you. God, why you sent your perfect son? Father, why wasn't there another way? Father, you said this is the only way, so I trust it. I trust that your son lived perfectly. I trust that through your son and his perfect life that he opens the door. And today I'm putting my faith in Jesus. I'm saying yes to the only way that a relationship with you is possible through the person of Jesus Christ. And now, Holy Spirit, help me to live more and more like your perfect son. In your name, Jesus. Amen. And so if you are that person that said yes to a relationship with Jesus <laughs> up in the Coles parking lot, welcome to the family of God. If you just prayed that here and now, welcome to the family of God. You are at the table with us getting that forever meal with Jesus. Praise be to God. And on your way out, please grab a Bible, a journal, and some things to read uh, to start and to go on in that relationship with Jesus Christ. For everybody else, I want to give you a challenge. That uncle that you're not going to love hanging out with over the Christmas season, that is really annoying and you think is so far gone from God, the door's wide open to that person. That co-worker that's really annoying that you hope on December 23rd at your Christmas party is really wildly sick because you don't want to hang out with them. The door is wide open to them for a relationship with Jesus. And God just might be asking of you right now to be the person he uses to get them to think differently. And so my challenge to you is that you would whet somebody's appetite. And I did not know until Mindy corrected me this week <laughs> that it's not wet your appetite, that there is an H. It's wet your appetite. That is grammatically correct. Everybody needs a Mindy in their life. And so wet actually means a thing that, because I, I thought she was full of stuff. And I Googled it, but no, she's right. A thing that what stimulates an appetite or desire. And so I want you guys to have it on your seat, a God loves you card. We believe in an act of prayer, that God moves through prayer. Can you guys take out this God loves you card to whet somebody's appetite? Whet somebody's appetite? We're going to put it in our hands. My challenge to you as you whet somebody's appetite 
Starbucks is selling a, a pack of five. For $25, you can put $5 in each of these gift cards to give to the person behind you a God loves you card and a little gift card. Why? What their appetite. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. I make the second best cookies in the church, best cookies in my own household. This dollar, <laughs> this little tin is a dollar. Make some cookies. Make it rain in your neighborhood. Cookies. The God loves you card. Why? If you can do all your acts of kindness, great. What makes us different was offensive, I know. But, um, what makes us different is that we do it in the name of Jesus. Welcome back. <laughs> and so we're going to pray right now that while we go out and show acts of kindness this week, that God would magnify our efforts and not make it about you or me or this church. But that through an act of kindness, a $5 gift card, a cookie, that Jesus would shine through those acts. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing what a beautiful name, what a wonderful name of Jesus, whatever the song is called, we're going to sing those lyrics. <laughs> and we're going to shout the name of Jesus, because after all, it is all about Jesus. God, as we hold these cards in our hands, it is just cardboard. So, Father, this week I pray that these cards are given out with an act of kindness, a gift card, a cookie, a larger tip, whatever you put on our hearts to love the people around us. As we pray for one, as we pray for those that do not know you by, by name, do not know you as the person that we've put our faith in, Father, as we pray for those people, Father, would these acts of kindness show them that there is a God who sees them and desires them. That has not shut the door on them, but has the door wide open should they want through faith to go through that door. Holy Spirit, would you move through these efforts and magnify them to the point of salvation? We love you, Jesus, and it's in your powerful name we sing, we come together, and we ask that those greater works continue to happen. Thank you for using us. In your name, amen. Let's stand and sing.